Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. What is going on everybody? My name is Cutter Lawler. Welcome to another week of Weird News Wednesdays. This is the Heroes for Hire podcast. We are back again talking all the strangest news stories from around the world. We talk about the news that the real news is too afraid to talk about. As always, I am joined by my partner in crime, Mr. Sean Mead. Sean, how is it going? I've eaten a lot of sourdough today, Connor. And feeling a little bit heavy, so I'm going to take it easy on myself during the weird news. <laughs> Why do you... How do you always have some sort of strange anecdote from every day? I don't... I, I, I live an adventurous life, what can I say? I mean, eating soda bread is the height of human, human sourdough, activity. Sourdough, Connor. Sourdough, oh, sorry, not soda sourd- bread. <laughs> I'm not a fucking peasant. I like a soda bread. It's very little prep, but a sour. Sean, what do we? This is weird news. What do we do here? Just want to cut you off before we get into Great British Bake Off territory. Sorry, yeah, you spent the week gathering all of the weirdest breads from around the bread. Uh, You're about to bread them all. Bread to me, a man who has bread. (laughs) No weird news stories at all. <laughs> Introducing our guest for the week, Paul Hollywood. <laughs> Thank you for joining us, Paul. Ah, <laughs> uh, can you do a Liverpool accent very quickly? <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay, fair enough. So um, weird news. I don't want to. I don't want to offend those people. So, Sean, this is weird news. Um, you very eloquently explained the true bread yeah. that I have spent the week gathering all the week's weirdest news stories, and I basically just assembled them. And we just have a chat about all the strangest things that people get up to around the world. What? That's over exactly the last what I said. Seven days? That's, you said bread. I, I did say bread. Sorry. Sorry. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, Connor, I'll be good. Crust me from now on. <laughs> oh, although I do, but I don't trust you here. <laughs> I need you to. <laughs> Stop. Okay. We're moving on. Bread. Um, to our first weird news story of the week involves an Arizona man, Sean. Okay. Now, um, this Arizona man, he's accused of using fireworks to destroy mailboxes. Um, now, as a story... It doesn't have a weird headline. It it only becomes funny once I read the article. And this man might be my favourite criminal we've had for quite a while. Okay, hit me with it. Uh, cause, look, because at the minute, Connor, it's just vandalism. And I can't support it's that. It's just vandalism. Um, an Arizona man is accused of using fireworks to destroy five mailboxes during a three-day stretch last month. John Janasek... 40 of Mesa was arrested Friday and charged with five counts of first degree burglary um, I mean is a count as burglary well, he robbed them of a their po- sense of, of a safety <laughs> <laughs> um, five counts of disorderly conduct and possession of dangerous drugs that one fair enough self-explanatory um, I- According to the police department, four mailboxes in Mesa and one in Gilbert were destroyed between um, April 12th and and April 15th. Police said the mailboxes were destroyed by an unknown explosive device. 
according to the television station. Surveillance cameras caught a maroon Hyundai Sonata, everyone's favourite maroon Hyundai Sonata, leaving the scene of three of the incidents in Mesa. Detectives trace the vehicle back to Janicek, right? Right. So, three times this vehicle is caught leaving the scene, they trace it back to him, and they discovered that he had posted videos to social media about making and setting off the fireworks whilst laughing in the videos. Red-handed, you might say. He made his own fireworks, though. Yeah. That's impressive. Like, you could... Surely there's a career in, like, artisan fireworks that this man could go into instead of pilfering yeah. mailboxes. Um, Janicek was detained after police executed a search warrant. Mesa police said in a statement. Now, this is where they came, and look, they turned up to his house, and they're like, we've seen this video of you laughing while exploding shit, and your car has left all of the crime scenes, and you are clearly the only person in the whole world that could have done these crimes. Right. Now, John is not having it. At the, like, he's, he's not happy straight off about what has occurred here, because he's clearly been misrepresented somewhere along the line. What's his argument, though, in, 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 in defence of himself? Now, John denied blowing up any mailboxes. But he did say he did have the materials that he thought he should not have. So he had the materials destroyed. But he did have materials for the explosive fireworks. But he he got rid of them another way. He didn't make any fireworks. Right, but the materials for... And the the easiest way to throw them away, clearly, was to put them into some kind of firework form. The next line in this police statement is great because it says, John continued to talk to the officers, making incriminating statements about blowing up mailboxes, but then he would stop, take a few moments and correct himself, stating he had not blown up any mailboxes. Did I say I blew up mailboxes? I meant I blew, blew up... Mailboxes. Orphanages. (laughs) With the materials for fireworks, officer. Did I say blew up mailboxes? I meant glued up jail foxes. Foxes in jail, they wouldn't stay. I was trying to keep them there, officer. I super glued their own legs to their face. (laughs) Eyebrows up and down. Do you get what I'm saying, officer? No, no, sir, I don't. I, I genuinely don't. <laughs> when asked, um, he reportedly also went into great detail to one of the officers about how he would go about blowing up mailboxes if he did, but he didn't. But if he were to, this is how he would do it. This is a weird kind of con where it's like, just confess <laughs> your entire plan. And he'd be like, nah, he couldn't have done it. Why would he tell us? It's the OJ Simpson tactic. Like yeah, like it's 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 like fifty percent of the time it works every time kind of situation. Yeah, it's like officer. If I was to do it, I would definitely use these materials and blow up these specific mailboxes in these specific towns. But if I did it, would I actually tell you specifically? They were the mailboxes that I would explode. Now, obviously, there's a correlation between the ones that have been blown up and the ones that I just said. But how would I know? Off the top of my head, which ones had been blown up? Unless I did it, which I didn't. I didn't. But if I did, that's what I'd do. If I did, if I was to do it, I'd do these ones, but I didn't do it, even though those ones are the ones that were done. <laughs> but I was talking to some chap, and he said he wanted to do those ones. And I said, do those five. The ones are the good five. Yeah, and it's my car. <laughs> when asked why he had all the materials one would need for blowing up mailboxes... He said that he was keeping them for a friend (laughs) and his friend wanted to cause hassle. So he was, in fact, trying to keep his friend out of trouble by taking the materials into his home, being like, no, you're not blowing up any mailboxes in my watch. I'll take these and bring them home with me and keep a good eye on them. He's literally using like the 15 year old who's been caught smoking excuse. I was holding them for a friend. (laughs) Yeah. It was my friend Jim. He has it's his marijuana mother. <laughs> mother, no. <laughs> what do you think of his argument, Sean? Uh, Are you thinking he maybe is a genius? It's not or much of an argument as much as it's a confession, though. 
is it though? Because he didn't confess. He said he didn't do it. I he believe talked to me true exactly how he would perform the actions that they were accusing him of. Yeah. And the, the, the scene had already played out according to those actions. Hypothetically though, is very different to literally, is what I'll say to that, as, as, as his lawyer. In terms of like definitions, but in terms mm. of being a criminal... Uh, what evidence do they have? They've got video. nothing on him. He made fireworks on... Vi- he videoed himself doing it. <laughs> Laughing hysterically. <laughs> like, he doesn't have a leg to stand on, I'm afraid. <laughs> um, police then obtained another search warrant to examine his social media content. And according to police, one of the messages they uncovered that he had sent to somebody else had Janicek saying, You sure have seen a lot of mailboxes disappearing around the area lately, haven't you? <laughs> Winky face. <laughs> it's an open and shut case, Connor. <laughs> Is it, though? <laughs> he hasn't admitted to it, John. What's what? what oh, but he's he's but he's teasing the fact that the mailboxes <laughs> are gone. <laughs> you sure have seen a lot of mailboxes get destroyed recently, haven't we? Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. I've got all the materials. This is how I do it, but I didn't do it. Just want to say that I was holding it for a friend. Obviously, your honour. Unless he's planning some kind of like offensive attack against the person who's been blowing up mailboxes. Oh, it's like it's a strike back. Yeah, to stop the violence. You preload it with fireworks, and then by the time they arrive to put fireworks in, <laughs> the fireworks go off. You've killed a man. <laughs> you killed a man, and you've ruined the mailbox, yeah. which is actually double the damage, but double the reward. And I wh- think. What do you do the day before? You get prime shipping, bottle of gasoline. <laughs> Before the guy opens the mailbox to put in his fireworks, you like spray the gasoline on him. You like pour it all over him, so he goes up. Yeah, oh, you've already rigged yeah. an elaborate like movie studio rain system, uh, but instead yeah. of water, it's pure <laughs> alcohol. It's gasoline. It's gasoline. It's gasoline. <laughs> it's a lot of gasoline pouring from the sky, much like a rain cloud. Um, in the daytime. In daytime, just over the one like mailbox, but he doesn't get it. And, it. and he just videos the whole thing of him laughing hysterically while he does it. The most elaborate setup ever, just to kill a man and with the, a mailbox. And the video camera, guess what, Connor? You're not going to like this. It's also made of oh. gasoline. There's no way a camera can be made of gasoline, Sean. It's made, it can be made of fundamentally the same thing, though. <laughs> Plastic. Atoms. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> Crude oil is refined into both gasoline and plastic, Connor. Is it? Yeah. It's all what do you, who do you work for? <laughs> Are you part of the gasoline company? Yeah, I, I work for Shell. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> we're, the, we're the good guys Basically, in all we, this. We liquefy dinosaurs and then you <laughs> fucking pump it into your, into your camera. Oh, man. And that's how if you gasoline, make movies. If gasoline told me in the ads that they liquefy dinosaurs, I would think they were cooler than I wa- that I did think previously before the ad, which I think that makes it a very good PR move. Tell me you're liquefying dinosaurs. I'm all in. I'm getting rid of the yeah, Tesla. Look at I'm, him. I'm banking in on diesel. I'm, I'm running my car on pure, <laughs> unrefined, crude oil. Uh <laughs> Like, think of how successful Nesquik and Cocoa Pops are, and they just liquefy chocolate. Like, liquefy yeah. dinosaurs. I thought you were going to say they liquefy, like... <laughs> a rabbit bunnies. and a monkey. <laughs> yeah, but, bunnies and monkeys. No, 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 Connor, you can't liquefy those. They're not dead yet. No, no, no. No, 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 no. Not that video of you laughing hysterically on Facebook while you do that, but that is taken out of context. So I'd say that it's clearly... It's it's not like I would admit to it on a podcast or anything. No. This is getting yeah, grim. Yeah, not a- Yes, we're moving on. But I wanted to start with this man's story for the sole reason that I like the argument that I didn't do it even though all the evidence is definitely pointing towards me and also incriminating himself but then backing away from it. Was this man shaggy by any chance? Because that is the entire plot of the song It Wasn't Me. (laughs) Shaggy. 
<laughs> who blowing up mailboxes? Wasn't me. Yeah. Who making bombs while laughing on Facebook? Wasn't me. Well, it was me, but it wasn't me, your uh, your honour. I was going to say your officer. Who ate all the Scooby snacks? It wasn't me. No, that was actually me. To be honest with you, I'm going to admit to one thing just so you t- you trust me more. Yeah, For yeah, all the tra- other things I've said, no. Troll off, yeah, I like it. Yeah. Um, so we're moving on to our next piece of weird news, Sean. And this is one of those times where we had it before that sometimes human error can lead to big consequences that you just, you can't even quantify how much of a fuck-up it is. Yeah. Um, so, now, a few times we've had, like, guys who have sunk submarines, um, but, like, they left the window open. Um, <laughs> you could have uh, the guy that crashed the truck that all the bees got out. Yeah. And the, how- the, the man who dropped the military equipment the other week. For millions of dollars. I mean, it's just a case of once it happens... Like you're just fucked. Yeah. There's no way you can put that. You can put. You can't put it back in the jar. And so this week I have English Road left looking like a horror film after tomato puree spillage from truck. <laughs> oh dear! Oh dear! It gets worse. So, um, so a, a stretch of A14 between Cambridge and Brampton closed after a, lo- a lorry crash leaves the road covered in tomato puree, Sean. Um, so a 23-mile section of the westbound carriageway was oh closed God. after the collision between two lorries. Um, the Bedfordshire, Cambridgeshire and Hertfordshire... That's the one. That's, um, that's it. Policing unit confirmed two vehicles had been involved and that one driver had been injured, but not seriously. Um, so what happened was that the trucks collided and not only was there tomato puree on one of the trucks, Sean, but there was also olive oil on the other truck. On the other truck. Or, uh, or it might be on the same truck. It was a mixture of olive oil and tomato puree, Sean. Oh no, the bruschetta hot air balloon. <laughs> <laughs> and so what you get is you get a truck that crashes and the tomato puree is bad enough, right? So yeah. like that's that's already just sticky and annoying. But then you also come across the fact that olive oil is so slippy. Like, how are you cleaning up all of that olive oil for 23 miles? I'm very not sure. Um, Hmm. Lots of... Okay, this is going to seem like a wild idea, Connor. This is like, you know, we build giant robots to fight Godzilla level of crazy. But what if we arrange a crash between two trucks carrying kitchen towel? (laughs) And hope, and we just gotta pray. There's only one man for the job, and that's one sheet. <laughs> but and he's shit at driving. He's so bad. He can't pass his test at all. I'm just saying, like one. Okay, for those that don't know, Bounty, the paper towel brand, is called Plenty in Ireland. Yeah. With the arguments being one sheet does plenty. Uh, yeah. And it's very stereotypical. Uh, Mexican man named Juan Sheet. Um, so I think now is the time to test just how good bounty kitchen towels are. Because it, I, I, I'm not even expecting him to clean up 37 kilometres with one square of bounty. But two rolls should be able to do that whole road. <laughs> if the ads are anything to go by, I'd say half a roll. Did you, see, did you ever see those ads? They're putting like one square down and they're cleaning up like a whole pint of and liquid. They're, fucking, they're ringing it out like it's a bath towel. There's absolutely no way. Every time I've ever used one of those, like if if you knock over a drink, you're just like, oh fuck, I'll get the paper towel. You, you're using at least six or seven. Go straight yeah. through. And are you buying Bounty? I'm not buying Bounty. And now maybe we should buy Bounty and do a live test. Because <laughs> I'll, I'll confess, Connor, I did buy Bounty once. I had notions about myself. No way. I know, I know. And I'll be honest, it was a good paper towel brand. I found myself, the the rolls, they cost more, but they lasted longer because I wasn't using (laughs) as much paper. Now, there was an initial lead-in period where I was still used to my pleb class. You were were doubling up for no reason. Doubling up for no reason, didn't have to. Uh, Wasn't brave enough to try wringing it out, though. 
that's because no. I also what do you do when it's wrung out? Do you just leave it over that, the radiator to dry? Madness. Like you're not gonna wring it out and then go, I'll use that later. Like it's just it's used like it's covered in whatever shit you wiped it up with. They're meant to be disposable. At the minute the ones I have yeah. are eco friendly compostables. Uh Again, still have notions about myself. (laughs) (laughs) I have like the 50 cent packet that you go through seven of them to wipe up one square. They're fucking good ones. Uh, Though I did, one time I was in Aldi, uh, just to bring me back down to earth, and I bought two of the like workshop rolls. Oh, proper. Proper, proper. They they went for ages. They went for months. (laughs) Well, you're not a spilly boy. No like, there's not a lot going around. Perfect balance I, I have uh, with all things. Um, so, yeah, one of the the haulers crashed, losing its load of olive oil and tomato puree all over the road. It's You hate to see it happen. Uh, two now, very I'm, slippy I'm, substances to be on a road. And I think one, like the puree would go down and then the olive oil would go on top of it, making it like just the most dangerous road in the whole world. Yeah, like it's, oh fuck, I hope, like, would it be better, if it was raining, the oil would then float on top of the rainwater, not while it's in the sky, when it's on the ground, um, and you would have this weird situation where it's tomato puree on the bottom, water, and then oil. But also, isn't the, the olive oil would be a lot harder to spot than, say, the tomato puree? So, like, if you cleaned up the whole area and you're like, okay, we got it all, the next car that drives through just goes straight through a piece of olive oil <laughs> and it just goes, ends up upside down. What a way to go as well. Like, <laughs> I, I, it would smell interesting because, like, tomato mm. puree and olive oil, both very distinctive smells, grand when you're cooking them, but when they're just sitting on a, on, on a road on a hot day... You're fucked. But this this begs the question, Sean, of this is somebody's fault. And it's a case of the crash happens, the driver is okay, they get out of the truck, and they look behind them and they go, all right, this can't be cleaned up in seconds. Who do you call in that situation? <laughs> yeah, do you call the police? <laughs> you, you probably would for the sake of the crash. But after that... Like it's it's got to be highway maintenance or just the fire service, and you just spray the hose at the at the road for thirty seven kilometers, <laughs> just nonstop spraying, just nonstop, and like the road, I don't think you'll ever get it fully clear of like dried tomato paste. It'll be no. there somewhere. Was it all? Was it just? What's the setup for shipping it? Because. How would you ship tomato puree and olive oil at the same time? Like, you're halfway towards a bolognese. Fair play. That's but you're not shipping them together. No, I don't think so. But, like, it was two separate trucks carrying the two items. But No, no, the same truck was carrying both items. Oh, right, okay. Oh, straight from Italy, so... Uh, Str- it must just straight be... Straight from Italy. Straight from the source of Milan, I can only assume. So was it just two big open vats of oil and tomato puree, or were they, like, canned and bottled? <laughs> big vats! Driving around with big vats of puree. Yeah, and you just you dive in at your lunch, and you just have a, have a nice cup of puree. Pulls up at the side of the road, just gets a big, massive spoon. <laughs> just, like, dumping it out. Just happy out with himself. I don't, like, what, what how, were they not canned? Did all the cans fail at the same time? How did it stretch for 37 kilometres? I, I, well, actually, if they were canned, it'd be a lot safer. But I feel like they might be in glass containers or either just they hardly just had like a big truck that was like not contained just letting the mix together slowly in the back just by the shovel full they're throwing in tomato puree before your man goes <laughs> it's like the back of a toyota hilux pickup and they're just like ah fuck it it'll be grants <laughs> i just i love i just love putting myself in these people's position of that truck driver when he looked behind him and they gave him this truck being like, do not crash, because this will take fucking days to clean up by. Right, you need to just get from A to B, no problems. That's how I feel about the men who drive the Guinness trucks. Because you see them driving around, they are just big vats of, like, it, you know, mm. the, and like, if that goes, by God, 
you're you chase you chase after them like ice cream trucks I do yeah yeah and I sing my own song <laughs> what, what's your song ah uh, Kamochi black and tans <laughs> there we go <laughs> <laughs> really that's yeah, interesting yeah. for our international audience what does black and Kamochi black and tans mean Sean? oh look Kamochi black and tans is an Irish uh, song about uh, wanting yeah. to fight British soldiers during an occupation um, <laughs> I should stress I, I like all British people the, the, the people who, who the people who did that are no longer around <laughs> uh, but a black and tan is also synonymous with Guinness because of its black uh, stouty body <laughs> And the, the the white or slightly tan head on the crisp pint when it's pulled. <laughs> Watching you try to matrix your way <laughs> through this answer has been my favourite day. And give it a listen. The Dubliners, great version of the song. <laughs> a lovely version. Maybe not if you're British. Maybe maybe skip it. Just come out you black and tans. Come out and fight me like a man. Is, is the lyrics. <laughs> He's talking about Guinness. Want to make that clear? He's talking about Guinness. Come out your black and tans. Come out of the Guinness van, if you will. That's the very next verse. That's very good. Um, so, Sean, we're moving on to um, a story of, you know, when you just come out to your car in the morning and you just, some, you think like your car is being stolen, right? Right. And How prevalent like, is this in your life? Every day. Every day I wake up and think a thief has stolen my car. Okay, I've, okay, we're going to deal with that after the show. Yeah, continue. I live in a very dangerous area, Sean. So <laughs> I, I, it's all Greg. I come out, and go, ah, Greg, come on. He goes, ah, fair enough, right? Come on. He, get, he gets back out and he goes off. But um, it's a case where I have to catch him before I leave for work. And if you don't catch him, he gets to keep it. He's, he's had four this year. He takes your life over. That's how it happens. That's how it works. That's only fair. <laughs> One week Greg will replace me on this show. And I will say nothing because Greg has earned it. Yeah. Um, a black bear gets trapped inside a parked car in Tennessee. Oh, right. Uh, mm. And so wait, he got in yeah. and couldn't get out. A, a Georgia teacher visiting Tennessee woke up one morning to find a bear had locked itself inside her parked car, Sean. Mary Jane Yarbrough, an art teacher at Warner Robins High School, said she is in Gatlinburg to take a class for a project she is planning for her students next year. Yarbrough said her car had been left park, uh, parked on an incline overnight and a bear had apparently managed to open a door, climb inside, before the door slammed shut behind the animal. It was six in the morning, and I just keep hearing honking happening outside, she <laughs> said. <laughs> I open the door, my dog is going crazy, and I see that it's my car that is honking and shaking. And I was like, oh my gosh, someone is in there. Someone is trying to rob my car. <laughs> And it, they could have been. That that bear could have had a need for speed. <laughs> the idea of, like, you come running out and you're like, I'm going to catch them in the act. And you come up to the window and the door, and the bear just turns around and looks at you through the window. I don't know what you do with that situation. No, you, you don't take that fight. Like, you, you... <laughs> no, no. Here, yours, man. Fucking drive yeah. away, boy. <laughs> ha- have at it, bear. Because uh, you, you don't want to be the one to open the door for the bear because the bear See, won't take that as yeah. courtesy. Because he's locked in. So yeah. now he's kind of trapped, but he's trapped in your car. Yeah, like the upholstery's ruined, I must say. Uh, but also, again, who do you call for animal control, I guess, is the ones. But, like, it's a very clever bear to be able to open a car door. I mean, for the, as from the bear's point of view, you just, like, go scavenging. You end up inside this car, and now you are trapped. And I think at that point, there's nothing you can do other than become maybe Vin Diesel, maybe join a Fast and Furious drag race of some kind. Yeah, maybe. Uh, or, or you're just a bear. Oh, just okay. Wild idea here. Uh, you're a yeah. bear and you're trapped in a car and someone comes near you to get the car and they're afraid of you because you're a bear. And, uh, and this is the high point and of the And then Cuban Nuss. Cuban Nuss. Nuss. <laughs> the bear hits the Cuban Nuss button and off he goes. That's the last we saw the bear. <laughs> I would like to see that movie. Or just Imagine if the bear had got the car started. That's the big question. I, I, 
like turn the key in the ignition and yeah oh I can't drive gear shift oh no see uh, most cars in America are all automatic yeah so, so I mean he just needs to put the handbrake down and fucking set off and put it in drive put, the, put it put in the drive car in drive mode uh, yeah I'm trying to okay if there if there was a bear that could do it yogi it's smarter than the average bear correct mm-hmm. uh, do, like in terms of the pursuit right do, like, would they treat it the same as if a human had stolen a car? Like, who who leads it? Is it is a grand it a, theft auto? Is it a police issue at that point, or is it animal control? Yeah, who's in charge? Who's in charge? of the operation? Who has jurisdiction over yeah. a bear gone mad? Like, uh, is it a case that the police are like, we're going to cut off that street, and then we're going to use the spikes? And take out his tires down that street, or our animal control thinking we're going to do this safely. I'm going to put a big net through the window, and I'm going to try and catch him. I was thinking animal control. What they do? They get uh, a big box and oh. a, st- a stick propping the box up. Uh, oh, good! You're, you're going to love this. There's a rope tied around the stick, and, and there's a Mazda in the box, <laughs> and on that Mazda, a picnic basket. Both things he loves. Two things that that bear canonically loves, and then they pull the big box, and then the bear is uh, he's crushed by the massive stick and killed. <laughs> they put a big weight in the box. It's like, oh no, I tied the string to a shotgun instead. Oh fuck! It's like saw. Oh no! It's like saw, but for a bear. They're like, why did we get Jigsaw to do this again? He told us the last one was his last time. He said he loved animals, but hated bears. (laughs) Why would they hire him if he hated bears for such a job? They thought he'd been changed, Sean. They thought he'd been changed. Um, So they they discovered that the occupant was actually a black bear. Officers were able to get the bear out of the vehicle, but not before it caused significant damage. He ripped the dash, my airbag, the radio was out. He went through my glove box, is what she is saying here. There's no way that bear went through her glove box. The bear opened the glove box and maybe sniffed around a little bit. Mm. Well, he didn't thumb through the CD collection being like, ooh, very, very funky. 100 greatest sing-alongs. <laughs> okay. If you go down in the woods today, fuck! <laughs> I fucking hate this one. Bears have raves. Not. <laughs> she said that there was also a pack of gum and a protein bar inside the vehicle, but the bear didn't touch them. Obviously. Obviously. What is... Why would he, like, he's not trying to get make gains. No, the, the bear doesn't have a penchant for protein. He just has a fucking need to, he, he's just a bear. He's just a, he's, he had his shake. He'd had his shake earlier on the day. He was full up on protein for the yeah, day. Yeah, too much creatine will do damage to his bear muscles. Yeah, so, you know, he doesn't want too much creatine. He just needs the right amount, build the muscle, have your gum. His breath was fine. He'd had, he brought a pack himself. Yeah, he's been eating salmon all day. He's grand. Uh, statistically, the least smelly thing in the world. Uh, <laughs> fish. Fish, yeah. But he's a bear as well. He just got stuck in the car. He wasn't looking for your protein shake or whatever What a it was. strange way to report on the story. Like, he's trying to rob the car. I think I'd be... Yeah, that's a weird angle to take. So how do we, how do we make this bear more interesting? How do we make this bear... Yeah, it's J. Jonah Jameson just like trying to frame this bear for crimes. <laughs> like, the idea that they decided to include that she had a packet of gum and a protein bar. He didn't touch them, but he went through the fucking glove box. The cheeky devil. Jesse what the fuck is he hiding? He says, oh, it's a Magnum P99 pistol. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, he's got one. <laughs> it's in his back pocket. <laughs> he has a shootout on the way. <laughs> <laughs> he's like in the back of the police car he's just like what's the what's the horsepower of this York 150 huh <laughs> he's in the back um, of the police car and he just like he, he opens his mouth and the key to the handcuffs is in it <laughs> 
he just grabs the big sun roof and he just like flips out. <laughs> Grows up with his hands and he flips feet first out. Later, boys. <laughs> I'll see you guys in the forest. <laughs> You're in my territory now. <laughs> Yeah, they like turn up in the turf. forest. They turn up in his turf, and he's got like a sound speaker system going around the place. It's like, "Welcome, boys. I've been expecting you." And he takes off the mask, and it's Jigsaw. <laughs> I killed myself with the box. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't expect that, did you? <laughs> Twist. That's actually literally every Saw film. It's just like, oh, he's fucking evil. Oh, he's dead. Oh, no, his body's not dead. It's a different body. He's dead alive. He's more of a concept at this point. Oh, he's so evil. Um, So we're moving on to our next piece of news, Sean. And this one involves Superman. Excellent. Love it to bits. So uh, we have a comedian um, known as Luis Ribeiro de Andrade, I should say. And his big thing is that he dresses up as Superman for um, a, pro- a promo shoot during the week. And he's doing right. um, a piece to camera with a microphone. He's chatting away. And they decided <laughs> that it might be fun that Superman's really strong, Sean. And you might be able to say he's able to stop vehicles. Just like like if they walk, drive into him, they stop. Because okay. he's so strong. Where's this going? Um, a comedian dressed up as Superman was hit by bus while pretending to stop us. <laughs> oh no! They didn't tell him that he wasn't actually Superman. <laughs> now I will say he's fine, which is why this is funny. It's yeah. also even funnier because he actually walks it off and keeps doing his bit to camera after getting hit by a bus. <laughs> <laughs> that is a professional, right there. That man doesn't care if he's hit by a thousand buses. He's going to get his jokes out. So he tried to pull off this stunt on the afternoon of the 13th of May. Um, the 35-year-old presenter was filming himself as he tried to mimic halting the vehicle for a piece of camera as he's right. dressed as Superman. And so the bus begins to drive towards him, Sean. Okay. And he stands in the middle of the road. And he puts his arms out like, ha ha ha, aren't I Superman? Don't I look so fabulous? And the issue is that the bus driver, he might be just a bit slightly late on the brakes. So, you know, he has his arms out fully expecting the bus to stop. (laughs) And the bus continues. (laughs) I'd wager there's a moment when the bus is coming towards him where he's expecting the brakes to happen, but they don't. And that's when, like, he has this moment in his head where he's like, I either, either I die or I become a hero. Or I am Superman. <laughs> They're the only two options at the minute. And um, he hedges his bets. So he basically, he puts his arms out. He's still talking to the camera. And then he gets, the bus is getting closer, getting closer. And it passes the point of too late to stop. <laughs> And then hits him at about 20 kilometres or 30 kilometres an hour. Jesus. And I imagine he just goes straight backwards when he's hit. He gets hit and he goes, like, he does the run. Because I think before it hits him, he has his two arms out. And just before it hits him, he, like, turns his back to, like, take some of it. Like, oh, shit, it's too far gone. Yeah, so I'm just going to, he went to full survival mode. Yeah, and the, the shot gets broken up because he's holding the camera. And so the camera just goes, flies on the ground. But from what I got from it was he gets hit and he does like the run where he must have got smashed in like his knee and shit. But like, Fuck. do you know when you are in front of a crowd, Sean, and you get hit by a bus and you're embarrassed, but you want to play it off? Yeah, you have to style it out. Like, I- <laughs> Oh, I just watched it. <laughs> oh my god. The bus doesn't stop, Sean. The bus doesn't stop. You can see, like, it's like The Simpsons, you can see the moment in his eyes where he realises that he <laughs> fucked up. And it's right there. Because <laughs> it's like selfie cam mode. Yeah. Uh, and then he just styles it out. He just 
walks on and continues. He technically stopped the bus. The bus isn't moving after that. And he runs. He like walk, He like does the little jog that you do after you get hit or you trip over in the street. And yeah, he like so- does the little jog away. And uh, then he's like, then he does turns around to the camera. And this is my favorite bit where you can tell he's mad. Like, you can yeah. tell he's pissed, but he's still a professional doing his piece to camera that you have to be positive and upbeat. So he says, now I, I've seen I really am made of steel. And then he takes a pause. And then this is the one moment where his anger, I think, seeps out because he's clearly in bits. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's been just been hit by, by a bus. bus. So he says, I'll make a complaint about this vehicle's brakes. They're not working, is all he says. Oh no, or that bus driver is going to be killed. (laughs) Um, Now, afterwards he was given an interview and he said he failed to estimate the distance, which is why why he ended up being hurt. Um, But I feel like the guy in the bus has got to take some responsibility. No, he was told. He was told you break at this point, and he you, did. You don't break. You don't break kayfabe for nothing. He's sticking to the story. I'm driving. You stop me. Yeah, exa- like someone has to just stick to the script in this. Mm. Uh, maybe should it be the man in charge of the bus uh, hurtling towards someone? Who knows? <laughs> but he did it. He doubled down. I- I think this guy might be my hero of the week, but not because he's dressed as Superman, but just because it's so funny. Because of his professionalism. Because <laughs> he keeps talking, and he's like in bits, like he's just like limping. It's a said that he, um, you could see him w- limping away from the incident. Uh, he was seen walking slowly after being hit and limping, which of course he would. He'd been hit by a bus. Yeah, I can't stress this enough. This man just was hit by a bus. And continued on working as if nothing happened. Yeah, and so he... Oh, man, I think this is... um, If you want to be a TV presenter, I think you need to watch these clips and figure out this is the level of commitment you have got to get to. This is what we need. This is what we at uh, Heroes for Hire International Media... need from our reporters we're not fucking doing it but people... I'm I'm not going out and getting hit by a bus but I need the people who who I hire... To have that level of commitment that they're willing to get hit by a bus for the cause. Yeah, and if, and if you can do that, then and only then um, can you be Superman. Is that the is that the logic here? I don't know. What, should he dress up? Who should he dress up as next? Oh God! <laughs> the question. Um, Oracle. Oracle. Oh God. Uh, probably 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 not too far off it, depending on how the next bus stunt goes. <laughs> yeah. if- He's never doing that stunt again, is he? Like, no, I don't think not, so. He's not, like, trusting the same bus driver anywhere. No, uh, like, he's hardly going to do fucking Iron Man next, is he? And just jump out of a building. <sighs> oh, I think so. I think he's going to go, like... He's going to go real high and then get iced up. And then they're going to drop him from 50 feet and see if he survives. That's David Blaine you're thinking of. <laughs> oh, sorry. That's David Blaine. <laughs> yes. Um, what's David up to these days? Uh, probably being mental... Uh, let me probably, have a look. He's probably hassling somebody. Just yeah, just uh, Dave, he's on tour. He's doing a tour during COVID. He's that yeah. kind of guy. He had a web. He had an online series where he did quarantine magic. You know what he's doing? <sighs> it's good stuff. Doing his best. He did a video about balloons or some shit. I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> he put himself in a balloon. I bet he put he, himself in a balloon. I think he did put himself in a balloon, or he flew with a bunch of balloons up style. I'm not sure. Oh, that's good. That's a good one now. That's it. It's one of the best. I, I look. I like a man who's just stands on a on a pillar in the middle of London for a while, and then that's, I like a man who lives in a box. That's, <laughs> that's magic. <laughs> that's magic, boy. You, you can s- live in a box. That's mad. Have you seen the amazing Bert Wonderstone? Uh, I actually haven't, but is oh. that, um, that's got Matt Damon in it, doesn't it? It's got Matt Damon in it, uh, uh, and. Jim Carrey plays like a, a David Blaine, you know, shock magician type dude. Yeah. That's amazing. Because <laughs> it's, is that magic? I mean, I like the idea of like, oh, what's my card? Oh, shit, your card is inside a fucking orange. Wow. That's <laughs> That's cool. That's unreal. But you live in a box. I'm like, I mean, okay, fine. Cool, but <laughs> do, do you have to? <laughs> Should a trick have a 41-day payoff? 
I don't think so. No, it's, the, the prestige at the end of it is really, <laughs> really soured by the 40 days beforehand. Um, Sean, we're moving on to our next piece of news. And this man is called Jeffrey McCants Jr. Um, right. Now, Jeffrey... Now, Jeffrey was up to a bit of divilment because um, he stands accused of stealing a fire truck uh, on nice. Wednesday from a station in Alabama. Now, I mean, what's happened here is why he stands out is because Jeffrey, when he was arrested, he was being taken to one of the police officer's cars and he passed by all the journalists. And he proceeded to give a very, very bizarre few minutes of acting that I feel like Jeffrey, I think it really stands up to him. Because Alabama man could be coming in for Florida man's trophy oh my God, with this okay. kind of acting. Um, man steals fire truck and then gives bizarre interview after being arrested. Um, so as he and his co-defendant were led to a police vehicle, McCounts announced that he'd be running to become mayor of Mobile, Alabama, before hitting on one of the TV reporters and then telling everyone who'd listened that God told him to steal the fire truck. That is an overview of what he did. <laughs> Right, okay, now look, okay. First of all, the mayoral campaign, not a great time to announce that. Not a great time to launch. No such thing as bad PR, except when you've been arrested for stealing a fire truck. Uh, he's lost the fireman vote, that's that's for damn sure. Uh, hitting on the reporter, bad move, don't do it. <laughs> Wait till you hear what he says. So, when asked why he took the car, so he leaves the police station, the first question is, why did you steal the fire truck? Which I think, good opener. Yeah. Very clear to the point. To the point. McCann says, he looks directly and he shouts back the answer. And he says, around all the reporters, I took it because God told me to. And guess what? God helped me do everything. I steal everything. And this is when he looked at the reporter and said, I'll steal your heart, baby. <laughs> oh, look, a smooth line. Worked it naturally into the conversation there. Uh, but like she, she's working. You know, she doesn't have time for this. <laughs> that's that's not. It's not the time. It's not the it's time not the and time. place. It's not time. She's a professional. She's out. She's out doing her thing. Uh, yeah. Probably one of many interviews she has to take today. Uh, yeah, like doesn't need doesn't need that shit. Also, Res- respect her enough to answer her question, but yeah. also have respect enough not to hit on her while you do it. A bit of respect all around, I would say. Mm. Um, mm. I would I would also like to say the argument that uh, God helped him to steal it surely mm. also God is the reason he got caught I mean yeah but God was behind him he was behind him and then something happened where God was like ah no and then he was on the side of the police so, and <laughs> how do you why would you steal a fire truck of all things as well like well that's that's the thing that's what the question was <laughs> and he, we got no answer to that uh. <laughs> so um, the comment was aimed at the aforementioned, aforementioned reporter that he'd taken a shine to so she asked why'd you steal the car he said I'll steal, I steal everything baby I'll even steal your heart <laughs> um, upon leaving the station he'd shouted hello my name is Jeffrey McCants and I'm running for mayor of Mobile Alabama baby <laughs> oh he's got a catchphrase going nice <laughs> this is the time to launch the campaign. He he feels like this is when he's in front of the cameras. This is his best bet. I mean, look, he's got the news crews already there. Maybe it's right like there. he's trying. He's he's been telling people, no, I didn't get arrested. I'm just giving a press conference because I'm running mm. for mayor. You know. He he later added, "I had to do it because God helps me do everything, the good and the bad. He helped me get away from the police, but not this time." Which I feel like is an oxymoron of a sentence. Yeah, he he always helps me, except for when he doesn't. Mm. Then he even tried to exonerate his friend, who was less entertaining. <laughs> Would you like that line? <laughs> oh, just fucking reviewing the other lad's performance for no reason. <laughs> it's not a, like a stand-up set. Like, why does the other guy have to be funny? He's just been arrested. Yeah, he's not in a jokey mood. The other guy's like, what's the deal with fireworks? You're like, boo! <laughs> what about this guy? <laughs> Um, so his his uninteresting friend helped him steal the the fire truck with God. Ah, well, by Jeff by Jeffrey's own admittance, he said this. His friend he points at him. He says he ain't steal shit. It was all me, 
right? So he's taking credit and he's letting the friend off the hook. And, Brave man. Um, so in another interview, McCann's even said, I ha- it had the keys in it. I needed some gas. So therefore, I took the car. I had to. It was the only way that I could get gas for my other car. So think about that, Sean. That's interesting. So he had a car, ran out of gas. Mm. Nearest, most accessible form of transportation was the fire truck. Presumably the keys are left in that in case there's a fire. I would say if there's a fire, yeah, you need to get that started really quickly. What if it was a situation where he was midway through breaking into it and a fire broke out and suddenly he has to go and fight the fire with the rest of the lads? (laughs) And he doesn't know what he's doing. Doesn't know what he's doing, but he's trying it out, and like the fire crew are like, "Oh, come on, rookie!" And they just treat him like they're a new lad on the force. And uh, they give him like a really like ill-fitting suit. Oh, it's and like a an big overs- hat. <laughs> yeah, and it's like pre-scorched from the previous wearer, <laughs> and it's just like, "Oh, you'll have better luck than he did." <laughs> <laughs> that was old Flamey Joe. <laughs> he died like he lived. In flames. In flames. In flames. Uh, and and then he has a like successful career. He realises, you know, maybe I can help people with my abilities to yeah. drive a fire truck. Yeah, well, it, that that's one angle. That could have happened. But in his own words, he seen the fire truck. It was the only way that he could get gas. The fire truck had keys in it. But then he's asked, but why that fire truck? And he said... Well, the fire truck was talking to me, man. It said, hey, man, you'll get there faster if you take me. So I said, okay, car, I'm going to take you. So I took it and I washed it. I washed the car. He washed it? <laughs> he went and he washed it. I mean, it's good mo- leave things better than you found them, you know. It's, it, it, it's great. I like the idea that this man is just like such a deep connection to, 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 to the machine, to, to the rig, if you will. Oh, yeah. Uh, that he's... He, he like talking to him. I can only assume in Lightning McQueen's voice, um, and being like, "Hey, steal me out of all the other fire trucks." So what happened was, um, he decided that the fire truck was the best way that he could go get gas for his other car. But while he had the fire truck, because the fire truck was talking to him, and it was saying, mm. "Take me," so he said, "I'ma take you," and that's fair enough. But while he went out, he decided this one's in a fucking... It's in bits. It's in a heap. Dirt all over the shop. I need to get this washed before I bring it back. There's no point bringing it back. I'll be a laughing stock if it's even fucking a bit grimy. I, yeah, because you can't turn up to a, the scene of a fire and have, have your have your fire truck be dirty. Like uh, <laughs> Everyone's <surely> always looking. <laughs> it's one of the... E- it's, all eyes are on the fire truck then. <laughs> the, the, like, what, it's one of the easiest trucks to clean as well i would imagine because you have <laughs> it's already there you have the supply like you just fucking turn the hose around just when you're what well, here's it here's a tip when you're finished putting out the fire firefighters <laughs> i thought uh, you were gonna say in the midst of the fire little for you little for the little truck for, little for you no, i'll be generous and say put out most of the fire first most uh, of it wait till the, there's only one room left many orphans in there They'll get out eventually. That truck needs to be cleaned, by. And then while you're still hooked up to like the the, the fire hydrant on the edge mm. of the street, spin it around. Give yeah. give it give it give it a quick, a quick once over. Do you know? Uh, and then that you know, bit of fairy liquid, suds on a soap. Oh. Scrub away, lads. Scrub away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then. Then maybe back to the fire, just in case. Yeah, I, I, I just finished this fucking York off. Fine, Jesus. They're <laughs> <laughs> always screaming to the air. Ah, no, Jesus, I'll get around to it. I'm busy with a scrub-a-dub-dub. My, my rims, guys. <laughs> he has, like, spinners on the fire truck. It's pinned by right. It's pinned the guy. It's been pimped. Next day. Uh, oh, man. Um, so, yeah, my cats, I feel like he's going to jail. But is he going in with a lot of energy? A lot of the right energy to last in jail in that he feels like he didn't do anything wrong. He was just, he was cleaning trucks. That's all he did. Yeah, like, I'd, 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 I feel he's got a good energy about uh, about how he feels about himself. I also think his jaw's going to get broken immediately by someone in prison. 
Yeah, he's gonna walk in and go, I'll steal your girl, baby. <laughs> and then, and then boom. Date. <laughs> That's the end. They don't care how many fires you've put out. <laughs> his, by the way, is still zero. The amount of fires he has put out is literally zero. In many ways, he might have stopped a fire from being put out. We don't know. Mm. He even put out that, I'm assuming, that reporter's fire for life by his for- crude comments that made her feel sad. <laughs> Just like, uncomfortable. She's working. Just fucking leave. Oh, <laughs> just leave her. Just leave her. It's fine. I Answer a question. <laughs> so we're finishing off this week, Sean, with Florida Man in his natural habitat. Because Florida Man... So Florida has a very unique ecosystem. And that alligators. is... You are, alligators. One side. Florida Man other side they coexist because florida man's crazy is just enough that the alligator don't want to fuck with that yeah but what has happened here this week is that florida man decided he got too close to the alligator and in his own own words i was inside its mouth (laughs) fuck's sake Florida man attacked by alligator while swimming in river, Sean. Okay, that's look. It's it's a horrifying thing to happen. I mm. imagine like that's a fairly standard headline. I can only assume it's his graphic description of events is why you've brought this up. A, a man had only been in the Mayaka River for one minute before oh, a gator no. snapped its jaws around his skull, Sean. Jeffrey oh. Heim, 25, says he frequently dives in Florida waters looking for fossilised megal- megalodon shark teeth. <laughs> okay. How... What a hobby. How do you fall into that? You, I don't know if, like, your auntie or your uncle can give you a shark tooth for, like, your 10th birthday and it, it, like, ignites a flame within you that you just need to capture more teeth. But a megalith, like, the biggest shark to ever exist. Yeah. We've seen the Meg with Vin Diesel. Yeah, it's... No, it's he Statham. Wants, it's Jason Statham in that one, I'm sorry. It's not Diesel. Diesel's too balls, busy man. with Cuban Noss. <laughs> <laughs> So he's searching for the shark teeth, and mm. as as a commercial spear fisherman, um, he describes shark teeth as his passion project. Sean, something he likes doing. He likes having big old shark teeth for no apparent reason. And I think he could replace David Attenborough because I mean his next line sums it all up. He said, "You can never understand the power of a wild animal like that until you're in its mouth." <laughs> How many mouths has David Attenborough been in? Answer me that. David. Checkmate, (laughs) atheist. I I come up for breath. So he's swimming. And this this is how he describes it. I come up for breath. And then I felt like I got hit by a boat going about 50 miles an hour. Felt like a propeller to the head. And it pulled me down. Haim quickly realised that what struck his head wasn't a boat. I look up and the gator's just looking at me, about four feet in front of me. (laughs) I'm as surprised as you are, buddy. (laughs) You come into my turf, boy. Um, Then he started coming at me, which (laughs) it's like it's a weird description of like it's a fight, like it's a fair battle. Started fronting on me. <laughs> um, he started fronting on me. He started calling my girl names. So I got, I got a bit fucking, I got handsy. I'll be honest with you. I started throwing a few fists because he started getting a yeah. bit mouthy. There were slaps thrown by. Um, then he started coming at me. I just learned from dealing with sharks. Sharks, you don't want to act like prey, so you don't want to move too fast. So I started slowly moving away. Says Florida man. Of course, slowly back up in the water. Just They're put just yourself into reverse. They're just built different, shot. I was able to get out of the water before the gator could reach him again. Witnesses nearby called 911 and they arrived within minutes. I'm lucky it didn't death roll. I'm lucky it didn't get an arm or a hand or my face or my neck or my leg or literally anywhere else. <laughs> the man listing all of the things that could have very well happened to him. <laughs> um, so his apparently what happened is that 
the sh- the alligator comes along. He's swimming there for a minute. The alligator comes up and just bites down on this guy's head. And Florida man, his first thought isn't, I'm dead. It's, I'm going to front up, see what this guy's bringing to the battle. <laughs> All right, he's, he's made his opening move. He's played his cards. Now it's up to me to, 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 to determine how this fight goes. <laughs> because I think anywhere else in the world, the story ends a lot sadder. But Florida man gets eaten by an alligator, is in the hospital, and then does the interview where he's like, I was in its fucking mouth, man. It was fucking mad. You know what I mean? Like, I was just trying my best. That's his story now forever, though. Like, he never has to do anything else in his life. Like, the most interesting about him beforehand was like, oh, I collect Megalodon shark tooth. Now, I've been inside an alligator mouth. And so, why do you think this happened was he apparently was in the alligator's territory. And so... I could have told you that. I mean, obviously, that seems like the most logical... What, are you on land? No, you're in its territory. That is the step one. Yeah, that's how you figure it out. And even land, I'd give it to them. (laughs) Have it. Yeah, it used to be theirs anyway. They're dinosaurs, (laughs) for fuck's sake. Which he's searching for teeth from, like, really old people. Start searching for alligator teeth. You'd be away with it. Yeah, well, he he can source a few of them. He is... From his school. Eyewitness accounts of where you can find some, yeah. He he ended up having 34 stitches in his head, Sean, but has said that it hasn't put him off searching for shark teeth. <laughs> and he might go back into lake starting next few months. Mike, I would never go near a body of water ever again. I wouldn't take a bath for fear of an ever. alligator. Like, this story is only funny because Florida Man did the interview. I can only assume three days after nearly dying. And he's just like, could have been fucking worse. Could have eaten yeah. me arm, me leg, me head. Could have been real bad. Yeah, just list the parts of the body. Like, But that's Florida Man, though. Like, he's doesn't he doesn't care. He's so detached from reality already that this may as well happen. Do you think the alligator, like, it started the fight and then it realised it was dealing with somebody that wasn't emotionally there? Like it what like the Florida man is he's just his mind works differently. Do, yeah, do you know what this is? It's like it's like the start of Man of Steel, where the guy in the truck stop pushes Clark Kent and Clark Kent doesn't budge. Like it's that, but the like Clark Kent is Florida man and the alligator is the bar patron. So when we cover Florida Man the next few weeks, just know Florida Man can't even be taken out by alligators. They they still fuck up. Like Florida Man is coming up against other humans. We do not have a hope. Yeah, oh, and Florida Man, you know, active in both land and sea. Mm. Two turfs. <laughs> Two turfs. <laughs> once, he co- once he conquers fucking air, we are done. Oh we are God. in bits. We are. It's all lost at that point. But until uh, that day... <laughs> well, until that day, we're still in bits, but we're still slightly have some hope. Yeah, it's still fun to laugh at. Who'd win? A hundred Florida men or a hundred alligators? Uh, How much prep time do the alligators have? Five minutes. Alligators. (laughs) What? (laughs) Nine seconds. I don't know. They'll form some sort of alligator megazord or something. Oh, that's good. But what about a Florida man megazord? I... I didn't consider that. You're right. It's the Florida men. <laughs> yeah. um, so that is it for this week's weird news, Sean. What a week! I, I, we've had we've had he- an actual hero who got hit by a mm. bus, and a Florida man who just takes a, a chomp to the head. Two superhero. So, like mm. I'm, I love weird news because it gives me it broadens my horizons into God. Couldn't it be worse? <laughs> couldn't it be absolutely worse, Sean? So would you like to take us out? Yes, thank you everyone for listening to this episode of Weird News Wednesday. We will be back Friday with Hero or Zero, Monday with Movie Mondays, next Wednesday with another episode of Weird News Wednesday. In case you missed it, uh, we did put out a Q&A yesterday. Um, just kind of, there, there's some audio issues on Monday, so we said we'd give you a good show to listen to. Uh, so enjoy that. Some <coughs> fun questions cropped up in there, um, and it's available for everyone. Um, what's... Uh, available to certain people is our Patreon shows that we do. We do movie reviews over there, patreon.com slash Heroes for Hire podcast. Big thank you goes out to Waffles. Here's some fun facts about New Zealand. Champagne and oysters are mandatory after every arrest. Williams, Kira Lawler, David Clark, Ed Ball, JoeRateMyHemsworth.com Click Rate, Click Luke, Refresh Repeat, Never Give Up, Hickok Didn't, Bernie, 
Ray, things the heroes for hire are never going to do. Give you up, let you down, run around, desert you, make you cry, say goodbye, tell a lie or hurt you. Ging, Roisin, Shrodoshin, Halley, Ryan Satron, Paint, Evanson, Sean Bone, Jamieson, Dominic, Josiah, Florida, Galgreen, Anna Maureen has the fry on Hilmroos, Lil Dicky, all righty then McGrew, and Danny McLaughlin. Thank you all so, so much for your continued support. We really appreciate it. You help keep the show going all of the time if you want to join those fine people head on over to patreon we do also have a merch store linked in the description all of our socials are there as well but the best way you can ever support the show is by telling one human being that we exist just the one please i think that's about it connor i think so so i have been connor lawler i have been sean mean i will see you next week guys bye bye Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.